0: 50, maybe 40-some couples uh, or 40-some people uh, are at uh, Springfield at Clear Lake Church of Christ uh, worshiping with Rex uh, Crossland. And some of you guys may know Rex. He was at our men's retreat one time and shared a few things. And so good to be back with you all this morning. And uh, good to be, what a beautiful September day we're having. And I hope that uh, you take advantage of this beautiful weather uh, that uh, God has blessed us with. Uh, again, we, the weekend was I thought great. It was it was a a great getaway. I felt like yeah, a great getaway, and uh, we did learn about the road less traveled, Route 66, 2,488 miles is Route 66, uh, winding from Chicago to Santa Monica, and uh, built in 1926. Then finally off the taken off the map uh, in 1985 because of the Super Highway. And what we learned was that. A lot of couples are in a hurry. We want a super highway approach to marriage. You know, we want to get there and get there fast. And yet uh, the Bible calls us to take the ancient paths, uh, the Route 66 path, if you will. And that uh, takes a little longer. It takes a little more time. And all of the sights that you see when you take the road less traveled in marriage. And that's what we learned over the weekend. And uh, Gary and Alan uh, thought were just great, great uh, devotionals and thoughts. And we wrapped it up uh, last night. With a sunset devotional, uh, and talked a little bit more about the road trip together. And so, we don't have them recorded. We didn't record them. If you want to know more about that, you might want to just talk to one of three of us. We can share you, share with you maybe a quick a rendition of that, of that, of those lessons. But it was a good, good to get away, good to enjoy um, Springfield. I was at Shields Department Store. If you've ever been to a Shields, but there was a Green Bay Packers section as big as my house, and I. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven, and so uh, we stocked up on Green Bay Packers. They even had a Green Bay Packer golf bag. That's something to think about this Christmas. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, again, it's good to be back uh, with you all. We're in a series uh, called Rooted, and uh, before we start uh, looking at Rooted into God's Word, I just want to mention to you, our tree in the trunk is coming up, guys. It's going to be here before you know it. And uh, so be, be figuring out, you know, uh, what, what we're going to display this year. And uh, going to have a great time. Uh, this is our biggest event. We enjoy doing it every year. We meet more people at this event, perhaps, than anything we do. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, as we give out candy on Halloween and meet, meet families. Um, also, uh, you're going to notice the Ladies Retreat. Ladies is coming up. And I just want to you, mention to you, be praying about that. We're getting ready for that. And um, some ladies are excited, and that, that's going to be going on as well. Um, in this called? We've been calling rooted. We've been talking about you know uh, our spiritual root system. The Bible uses uh, the terms like rooted or roots, and conveys this idea that we have uh, roots as well. Now, of course, you know we we use the term roots loosely. You know where are you from, where are your roots. You know I'm going to sink roots here, uh, and and we we uh, we talk we use this word to indicate something. Obviously, we don't literally have roots, but like a tree, we have we have values and we have desires and we have plans, and they're going into something in life. We choose to put them in, and the Bible talks about spiritual roots. So we've used the book of Colossians to talk about this because. In the book of Colossians, you're going to notice here up on the screen, is kind of the jumping off passage we're using every week, so to speak. This is the Living Bible. And look what the Living Bible paraphrase says. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Now, I want you to notice something. He says, you know, you need to let your roots go down deep. He says, think those roots down in Jesus Christ. And then he says, not only do you get nourishment and your strength and vitality come from that, but he says he gives us kind of a direction as to how we're to do that. He says it's in the truth you were taught. It has something to do with God's Word. And that's what I want to talk about today. Is being rooted in God's Word. In fact, the book of Colossians says in chapter 3, if you'll notice in your notes as we start this, 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 uh, this lesson off, it says these words, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. He's saying, you want to make sure that God's Word is dwelling inside you abundantly, richly. Can you say that? I mean, how many of you really want to know what the Bible says? I mean, how many of you, I mean, think about this. I really want to know the Bible really well. Would that describe you? The Bible says, the Bible teaches us, Paul says, let the word of God dwell in you rich. Let, that, let let God's word dwell in there. He wants, God wants you to know his will in a deep, rich way. And it begins when, I, when I'm sinking my roots into the word of God. Now, when I was a uh, first became a Christian and I was being discipled, I had a, my disciples shared with me this passage. It's in your notes, and it's in Psalms chapter one, verses one through three. And with this passage, he he tried to encourage me to deepen my roots as a young Christian. I happened to be preaching out of the Bible, my very first Bible as a Christian. This is the second cover that's been on it. The first one, I just, it just got it got nasty, so I had it had it recovered. And one of the things I found fascinating is he showed me this passage. Was the goal in life that I can have, that the idea of being blessed and how it comes from the Word of God. Look what it says here. Happy are those, would you circle happy? Happy, what do you mean by happy? Blessed. Blessed. Do you want your life to be blessed? It says, here's how it happens. Blessed or happy are those who don't listen to the wicked, who don't go where sinners go, or do what evil people do. They love the Lord's teachings. And they think about those teachings day and night. They're strong. Like a tree planted by the river. If you ever been on a float trip? The trees next to the river, the sycamores, the cottonwoods, the oaks, they're huge, they're big. All those nutrients are coming down that river. And it's for this, this image of this tree. You know, Jeremiah, I think, 7 has another, says the same thing. When you're rooted into God, when you, when you love the teachings of, of the Lord, it's like being planted by a river like a tree, and says the tree produces fruit in season and its leaves don't die. Everything they do succeeds. Well, everything succeeds for who, David? He starts his psalm off. He says, Tim, everything succeeds for the man or the woman who's rooted in the Word of God. If I want my marriage to be better, if I want my financial situation to be much better, if I want to be emotionally in a better place, It comes from sinking my roots in the thoughts and the wisdom of God. Would you agree with that? That's what the Bible says. And and in fact, I think we're looking at right now. If you're looking, I think the notes we're talking about. What can I expect from the Word of God? I mean, what happens? What are those benefits? And they're all found in this passage. And let's look at those real quick here. The first benefit of being rooted in, in God's Word is, is that it will make my faith grow stronger. Guys, God wants your faith to be strong, not weak. Uh, you know, uh, 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 look what it says here. Look what it says here in Psalms. It says they are strong, like a tree planted by a river. You don't see weak trees planted by a river. You see strong, vibrant, large. I, I was we, we were uh, in, in in Springfield yesterday, walking through the uh, Audubon Society. Uh, Sanctuary, Wildlife Sanctuary, and it's going through a rebuilding process. And there's this huge cottonwood. And it was, I bet it was 36 inches across. Just a few days earlier, I've hurt my back. I went and got a physical, and the doc says I'm in great shape. So to prove it, I went and hurt myself. I've got a stress test I'm supposed to take Wednesday. I don't even know if I can run by Wednesday. And, And what happened was, I was with Jeff Stewart cutting some wood at Jim Shrimp's property and, and Jeff's dirt will hurt you. It's a warning, okay? And there's this, there is this codwood tree, I kid you not, 36, 38 inches in diameter, cut down. It's fell down. And it's, it's huge. And it's, there's a creek right beside it. And there's an oak that we're cutting, that Jeff is cutting. is 32 inches in diameter, this big around. And he's cut them in sections just big, and we're loading them on his trailer. I'm telling you. Big stuff grows by the river. Big hearts, big Christians, strong Christians grow when they're rooted in the Word of God. God doesn't want you to be weak. Now I want to, I kid you not. I want to be serious this morning. Your faith is going to be tested. Your faith is going to be stretched. And sometimes your faith is gonna be shaken. If may I tell you what, if twenty thirteen hasn't done that to me, I don't know what has. I don't know of a year that I've had my faith stretched, tested, and shaken more than in the last nine months. And you know some of you here know what I'm talking about. Death has touched you, Ann Fleming lost her lost her grandmother last just last week, is fresh from a funeral and and you know, when you think of Anne, don't you think of people who have died this year? My wife lost her mother. My mother-in-law. Some son-in-laws are really going, Yay! I'm not. I had a great relationship with my mother-in-law. A great, great Christian woman. I wouldn't be a Christian without her help. And yet, you know, she's gone. Just like that. Vernon Matthews. His casket was right here. I stood right over here and talked about... One of the best friends I've ever met. One of the best friends I've ever had. You know, and if it's not that, if it's not death, division, disagreement has shook our faith, tested our faith. Amen? Between churches, between friendships have lasted 30 some years. And you go, man, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? And by the way, you know, I don't need a stress test. I'm under
1: stress. I know it.
0: I passed! (laughs) Do you need a stress test to know this? I told the doctor, I said, I don't need a stress test. I already know I got it. He goes, Tim, it's not that kind of stress test. So calm down. (laughs) I think the only time I shut up was when he put the thing in my mouth, say, uh." (laughs) ah. ah. So that's the only time he got me to shut up. So the thing I guess I'm telling you is that you know, all kinds of you know, heartbreaking things have happened. People that used to sit beside you at church aren't here anymore. It hurts. Let's just be honest about it. It hurts a lot. I'm being audited by the state of Missouri now. I've been, I have just finished an audit with Illinois, and it only cost me about five grand, and now I'm going through Missouri. We thought it would be a routine. This may end up being over $10,000 before it's said and done. And we don't even know how this is happening. My wife calls me on the phone and says, Tim, we're good people! And she's in tears. Why is this happening to us? I said, Satan is attacking us. Our faith is being tested. It's being shaken. I'm telling you guys, your life is going to be... You're, Faith is going to be tested. It's going to be shaken. And if you don't have some roots deep in the Word of God, you're going to fall over and die. I had Bob Bader come over to my house. We, we, uh, I don't know what it is. When young people get around my house, we start cutting trees down. And we cut, a, we cut us a, a, a blue spruce in my front yard. It looked like it was dying, so we put it out of its misery. About this big around. And we cut that sucker down and, you know, what is it about guys in chainsaws? You know, give me, give me, give me, come on, come on, come on, give me, give me, give me, let me do it, let me do it. You, have you ever used a chainsaw? No, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me, I want to see, you can get hurt on this. Oh, no, no I won't get hurt. Come on, come on, come on, let me try. And we cut, argh, cut this stuff, we're dragging trees everywhere. I got limbs down, hedge apple with thorns this long. People are getting stuck, they're, ble- they're bleeding out on my property. Oh, the insurance, what's going to happen, you know, we'll cover it. You know, people, we're dragging stuff, we're burning stuff and... And all that's left is a stump. And Bob Bader comes out just a couple of weeks ago with a stump removing tool. I'm thinking, how am I going to get this stump out? Where are you going with this story, Tim? He fires that sucker up. It's got a blade on it. It's a round blade about this big around. It's got teeth on it as big as your thumb going each way. And, it, and it, he can move the blade forward and back and back and forth and up and down. And he's like, I, this guy loaned it to me. You got any stumps to move Come on, tell me you got some stumps. I got, I got one. I'll be right over. <laughs> Fires that paper. Got a diesel engine. <laughs> Goes into the stump. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, this. he tears this thing. This stump, we got to get down to the roots too, Tim. Whoa, down deep in there. It took me days to get that stump out of the ground. You follow me? What are you trying to say, Tim? I'm telling you that when you're sunk deep into the God, the Lord, your, your Creator, when you're sunk deep in Jesus Christ, you ain't gonna move even after you're dead. Amen. You're not. Listen. You're so stable. After you're dead and gone, the people left behind go, "Wow. You want to leave a legacy? You see, you want to leave something for your family after you're dead and gone that they remember. Show them a stump that's roots are so deep. You know, we just can't shake Grandma's advice. We can't shake Grandpa's example. We can't shake our uncles great example of loving the Lord. We can't shake what mom said or dad said or what my brother said for he died of cancer or a sister that died in a car accident because they were so grounded in the Word of God that after they're gone, they still have impact. That it takes a stump remover to get rid of you. I want to tell you guys, that's faith that grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And it starts when you Guys, when you sink deep, I'm telling you, your faith is going to get tested. Your faith is going to get shook up. What do you got that's secure, that's going to hold you in place so you won't leave, so you won't quit? That it's going to take cutting you down, and that doesn't even do it. Amen? It happens when you're rooted in the Word of God. You are strong. Let me tell you something, guys. I I think about the, my year and I start thinking somebody's going to start calling the ambulance because this happened and this happened. And Denise, like Tim, why just things attacking us? And you know, I, I, in a minute, I'm, woo, woo, here comes the ambulance. And you say, well, Tim, you've got some legitimate gripes. I had someone say to my wife this past week. You know, you're getting kind of hit with everything at one time, whereas others it's a little bit here and there. And I agree, I agree, but can I tell you, what's keeping us from falling apart is our root system. And what will keep you from quitting and falling apart is your spiritual root system. What's it sunk into? If it's sunk in just to each other, guess what? I fail her, she fails me, that ain't going to last. But in the Word of God, in God, in something eternal, the storms will come and go. Listen to me. The storms will come, but they will go, and you'll still be standing because you're rooted in the Word of God. So, so it makes my faith strong. That's what I think that's so cool. It says here, uh, notice in verse three, you know, being rooted in God's Word it will help me mature. And look what it says here in verse three: the tree produces fruit in season. Right now, they're harvesting pumpkins and uh, i think cantaloupe was a couple of weeks ago i'm um, near a, a kruger's orchard and i noticed they're they're getting apples and pears and squash and zucchini i mean all this stuff's coming why is it come, why is it happening now because it's the season they planted they watered when it was time and when it, the time came for the fruit to be there, it was there. Some of you here, you know, don't you go, man, I wish I could handle that. I wish I was more stable. I wish I could handle that that, that 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 tough time in front of me. Or I wish I was wise and smart enough to know what to say at the right moment. You know, you will be if you're preparing. Because you'll not only be a tree that's strong and that, and that will that's faith will be stronger, But you will also be mature. It says, guys, it says the tree produces fruit in season. Fruit is the result of maturity. It's a result of maturity. And it'll show up on time. It'll show up for you at just the right time. When you're rooted in God's word. Here's the third thing. Being rooted in God's word will help me maintain my spiritual vitality. It'll help me maintain my spiritual vitality. Is that two there? Yeah, two is it helps me mature. Pat, do we have do we have do we have the second point or did it get killed? There we go. I said it. He just didn't. You know, pass it a little slow. I'm trying to push him a little bit today. It's payback. Payback. <laughs> You have got a camera. Oh, no! <laughs> Excellent.
1: Pat, Come back!
0: Okay, thanks. I'm sorry you are in control. The PowerPoint man's in control. Okay, I get it. Okay, third point. Okay? It'll help me maintain my spiritual vitality. Look what it says here. It's leaves don't die. It's leaves don't die. What's it mean? It's always fresh, always green. As long as you're green, you're growing, but when you ripen, you're rot. I've heard that said before. And when you're sinking into God's word, your spiritual vitality, your spiritual edge, your spiritual health, your spiritual energy is up. It's much better. Oh, how many times? You know, I've been downcast, been discouraged, and then I read some of the Word of God, and it's like a second wind. It's like it puts some energy in me. It's like the V8 of the, uh, you know, of spiritual, of the spirit. Pop! I needed that. And I want to tell you guys, if you want to have spiritual vitality, spiritual energy, spiritual focus, yes, we're going to get knocked down. Yes, you're going to get knocked back. If you want to get back up, and I heard a preacher say one time, you get knocked down, and there you are lying there. You grab a club and get up and start clubbing the devil to death. I thought, yes! It got me. And that's true. The Bible says you knock a righteous man down, he gets up seven times. How's he able to do that? He has the Word of God. He's carrying the sword of the Spirit with him. And that gives him hope. And let me tell you, guys, when you get into the Word of God, it'll keep you pumped, it'll keep you excited. It's a very exciting book. You've got to admit. Very exciting. A lot of people get killed. A lot of people get saved. There's romance in it. There's some serious junk going on in this thing. And can I tell you, man, it, it, you, you got to keep your eyes open. You might miss something. And it feeds the soul. It feeds the soul. Also, being rooted, it's the fourth thing I notice in this passage. It'll help me succeed. Well, what do you mean, Tim? Anything I do, I'll succeed? Really? Is that what you think? It, every, it says, Look what it says. Everything they do will succeed. Well, remember, the success he's talking about is succeeding in pleasing the Lord and doing the Lord's will. Well, if if I just study my Bible, then I can do whatever I want. No, he's not talking about that. He's talking about everything you do that you see in the Word of God will grant you success. You know, God wants you to have a great marriage. Some of you haven't been married yet. God wants you to have a great marriage. And you might think, well, you know, Tim, I... Are you praying for me? Oh, yeah, I'm praying for you. Are you praying that I find Mr. Wright or Miss Wright? No, I'm sorry. I'm not praying for that. I'm praying that you'll be Mr. Wright and Miss Wright. See, I, I, there's a lot of reasons why people get married. Some people get married because they don't want to be lonely. I just don't want to be lonely. But guess what? I know a lot of people that are married. They're lonely. And that might sound like a. I want to get married because, you know, I'll have kids. I'll have a family. And I know a lot of people that have gotten married, they've got kids and a family. But they're not happy. Well, what do you mean, Tim? I'm saying that, you know, if you want, if you guys, and I want to say to every single here or single again person, you know, if you say, man, Tim, I'd love to find somebody, the right person. It starts with being the right person. Just be that person. And then let, you know, whether you get someone or not, you're blessed, but I, I believe that that when we're we're benefited by the root of, by the word of God and we're rooted into it, it grants success. You know, if I want a successful business, and by the way, we measure success in so many ways, don't we? But God measures success by being faithful. Doesn't mean you got to make a billion gazillion dollars. But if I want to be if I want to be successful financially, and it's based on how God would measure success. I, you say, why do, you, why do I have to preface it that way? I shouldn't even have to preface it that way around here. But you know why I have to preface it that way? Because we have a skewed idea of what success is. We think success is what I want. And success is what God wants. And so many people, they'll be at their funerals or in a, or a newspaper article, they'll say things like, you know, oh, he was a successful, or he's got a successful business, and God says, no, they're not successful in my book. Maybe maybe in who's whose, But in what's what, they ain't too successful. But I'll tell you, God wants you to be successful. He wants you to, to, to experience the best in marriage, the best in life, the best with your things, the best in your family. And I just know that being rooted... He says that a person who is rooted in God's Word... Everything they do. Talk about a positive statement. Talk about a positive promise. I mean, God, you going to back that up? You know what God's going to say? Absolutely. Try it. Just try it. And see if I won't come through. So how do I deepen my roots? Um, There's a passage in Psalms... I just write this down. Read Psalms 119 when you get a chance. See, read Psalms 119 sometime. Powerful, powerful book. Powerful chapter. Well, it's the longest chapter. Yes. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. 176 verses. I've turned to... this. My, like I say, this is my new Christian Bible. This is the Bible that's my favorite Bible. And I want to show you... I just thought I was going to highlight my Bible. I love marking in my Bible. I believe it's okay. It's not a sin to write in your Bible. Obviously, if it is, I'm in trouble. But anyway, uh, I, I started underlining in orange all the verses that talk about the Word of God in Psalms, in the book of Psalms. And I got through two sections and I stopped. I went, to wonder if every verse is about the Word of God. And every verse mentions the Word of God. David is exhaustive in the benefits of the Word of God and how he approaches it. And instead of going, th- I want you to know, that, that meant a lot to me. I'd like to encourage you to read, circle, write, highlight Psalms 119. Look at all 176 verses. Look at them in other translations and paraphrases and see if it doesn't encourage you to be rooted in the Word of God. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible are in this chapter. But I want to show you another passage that's meant a lot to me over the years as well that was shown to me early on as as a Christian. And this is Proverbs 2, 1 through 9. And we're going to read it together here if you've you got your notes there. Let's look what it says here. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for He guards the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right, what is just and fair, every good path. Now, what I'd like you to do is, if, if you would, in your notes, is I want you to circle the word if every time you see it and circle the word then every time you see it. Okay, we're circling the word if, and we're circling the word then. These are very important because this is a very an if and when, if and then kind of passage. This is a very conditional promise in the Bible. And the good thing about it is is that is that it's if there's a promise made, and what he's encouraging you to do, you and I to do, is not that difficult. And there's great blessings here. How many ifs did you find? How many Sophie? Three. Three ifs. There's three ifs in there. How many then's? Two. You did good. See the first group? Three and two. So you're as smart as the first group. That's good. Okay? If people are teaching our kids, they're smart people. You're now qualified to teach the kids' ministry in some way. So, you know. You've got they've crossed the first hurdle in the in the background check. Are you smart? I try to be. You know, what I mean if and then, you can count. Good. If and then, have you noticed that? If you do this. If you do this. If's a big word, isn't it? It's a big word. If you do these things, he says, this will happen. Of course, if you don't do these things, it won't happen. And it's up to you. It's up to me. If the Word of God is going to be rooted, that we supply the if. That we make it clear it's no longer if in my life, but is. Is. In my life. Amen. How do I get the word, root, the word of God rooted? I've got five points, I noticed. Four of them are in this passage. And the fifth one, I just had to say. I was going to be honest with you. I can't find it in Proverbs 2, but it's in place place in the Bible. Okay? So it qualifies. But what are they, Tim? Well, I start with, I must read God's word. You say, of course, read God's word. Well, wait a second. Wait a second now. Do you read God's word? How often do you read God's Word? I think that's a worthy question to ask. Do you read God's Word? Oh, well, I know. <laughs> I was, even in our kid, the kids' service, the, the, some of the, the workers are going, not every day. Not every day. See, it's interesting. I'm asking, do you read God's Word? And maybe some of you going, not every day. So you're answering another question that's just as important. The first question being, do I read God's Word? The second one's just as important. Why do I read God's Word? In fact, I, I think maybe it may be more important than the first one. Because you can just run over the Bible. You can read stuff and not, and not have a change your life. And I notice here in, in Proverbs, look what it says here in verse 4. And if you look for it as for silver, and if and search for it as hidden treasure, I notice he's talking about the why. Not just looking at it, but how you should approach it. You see where it's going? You guys ever tried to find buried treasure? Or maybe you're tearing down a house. You're working on a house and someone says, you know, there's a bunch of money in that house. Where? It's somewhere in the walls. I know guys that rehab houses, they say we find all kinds of treasures hidden in the walls. We're redoing our house and I found a girly magazine hidden up under above the ceiling in this bedroom. And it was from the forties, the woman had her clothes on. But it was a World War Two and I gave it to the guy. He's now in his he was Close to his 80s, I give it to him. I said, "Is this yours?" He used to live in it. He goes, "Where'd you find that?" <laughs> I go, "You know where I found it." Was it still up? Yes. Yeah, you can have it back. I don't need it. It's so funny. One time, Denise and I, we lived lived on a farm in Claremont, and we lived in a a mobile home that we bought, but we're renting the the, the land. It's a a farm. Uh, There's no house there, but there's an old barn and a shed. And uh, the rumor was there was this treasure hidden somewhere on the land. Yeah, this couple back in 1800s lived here. And they took all their gold and all their coins and all their stuff. They put it in this big old jar, and they buried it somewhere, and then they mysteriously died, and everybody's been looking for it ever since. I only had to hear that rumor once. Guess what I was doing? Dad, can I borrow your mail detector? Sure. And, he, or, and I grab it. And, you know, I, I pick it up and I'm walking around. The, nothing. No. Nah, you know, beep. Oh, what's that? oh, it's a little Coke tab, you know. Beep. Oh, that's a little washer. And then I'm out in front of the front yard and I'm going all of a sudden,
1: beep. 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 Man, it was loud. It was big. I'm going,
0: could it be? I said it different, because, you know, sometimes those metal detectors will pick up Bob wire. Beep, beep! Silver. Beep, beep! Gold. Beep! Beep! I'm rich. Beep! beep. It's going to be great. I get this shovel. I start digging. I'm digging like crazy. And the neighbors are driving by. Did you find it? What are you talking about? You know, everybody knew about this. Two people drive by. Just one stops. Tim, what are, you, what are you doing? You're digging. Yeah. What did you find? I think I found something. I take the beep. beep, Are you annoyed with that sound yet? Beep. <laughs> I keep digging. I'm just far. My hands, you know, deeper and deeper. Then, tink, tink, tink. Pay dirt. I dig the hole bigger because it's, it's, you know, it's bigger and bigger and bigger and it's round. Beep. Yes. And it's the lid, and I pull the lid, and there's dirt underneath, that makes sense. It's caved in. It's been there a hundred and some years, you know. This is great. I take my detector. Go to the lid. (coughs) Now it's annoying me. Switch it around. Switch it around. Nothing. I don't believe it. I keep digging. Dig another foot. I've got so deep you could put my leg. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Why are you digging that hole, Tim? Why? Well, I was digging that hole because I thought there was some treasure there. But I stopped digging once there was nothing there. See, why does have an impact on what we do, doesn't it? Why do you read your Bible? You know, someone said, I don't give very much of the Bible. Well, maybe it's because you're you're digging for the wrong reason. Maybe you're not looking for. He says, look for like silver. Why? Because it is like silver. Like hidden treasure. Like hidden treasure. It's like it's like Goonies. One eyed willy not to get confused with Willie Dale here, but one-eyed Willie. (laughs) And finding the treasure. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Look what it says here. Look what it says here in Psalms 119. He says, I will study your commands and reflect on your ways, David says. What's he saying? I'm going to read your Bible, but I have a reason. I'm going to reflect on my ways. There's the why I'm doing it. Why do you read the Bible? Well, if I don't read it, I can't say I haven't read it today. Well, if I don't read it, my wife will be all over me. If I don't read it, when Tim sends a daily text, I won't understand it. Sometimes I read it and Tim sends a daily text and I still don't understand it. Why are you reading the Bible? That's a very important question, guys, because, because one of the ways you get rooted is reading the Bible See, every time you read God's word, it's your chance to go deeper. It's your very own chance to go deeper into what God has to say. Look what David says. This is my favorite Psalms one nineteen verse. I am happy over your promises as if I found a great treasure. I think the NFA says as like I've found great spoil you know David understands what finding great spoil and treasure is like because he's been a king that's conquered cities and they get into the strong house, and there's the piles of gold and jewels and it's all his. So he, he says, finding your promise, Lord, is like that experience. Experience and hitting the lotto. Finding a rare treasure. You know, somebody bought a Was it recently they bought a Van Gogh at a yard sale and it was so much millions, he didn't even know it was a Van Gogh? Bought it for like five bucks. You think he's excited? Yeah. And guys, I'll I'll tell you, David is excited. And you say, well, Tim, you know, I just don't get, You know, I want to be, but I don't get that much out of the Bible. Well, maybe it's because you're looking over it instead of looking in it. You're just reading over it and not really reading it. My wife will say to me, did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard it. No, no. Were you listening? There's a big difference. I can read, but I can read. What's the difference? One is trying to retain it. One is just getting it over with. How many of you really read those agreements when you're downloading an app? (laughs) What if you did read them? Would you say I agree? You might be surprised what you've agreed to. If you don't read, if you don't read it, reflect on it. It's not going to take root. It's just going to be entertaining. If that, if, if that, you've got to read it to find the treasure. You know, you, you treasures are found deeper. They're found behind things. I think I, I was uh, one time I preached this passage, and I remember. The word "look," when he said, when David says, "I look" or "I study," he means to go like this and look inside a hole or a cave. It's like not a quick glance, but what's in there? I want to see what's in there. That's that's one of the ways, guys. You can you can grow and you can have the Word of God rooted. Are you reading it? And let me ask you, why are you reading it? That's a very important question as well. I could tell you, I could say this, you know, pick the best time. Pick the best, you know, best time I read uh, the Bible is in the morning. I found it to be the best time. But that may not be your best time. Best place, quiet places. I have I read the book of Lamentations, which is means a funeral song, in a cemetery this year for the first time. Talk about adding some thought to your quiet time. It was quiet. And you read stuff like, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And I'm in a cemetery where everybody's kind of ceased. They're deceased, right? And I realize something. God still loves these people. God still loves me after I'm gone. It never ceases. What a powerful thought. What a powerful promise. You know, maybe it's a place you got to go to. Maybe it's, and let me suggest this to you. Dig a little bit at a time. Don't read chunks of it. If you, can, I can't read too much, it's too much. Then don't read too much. Read a little. That's why I love the Daily Bible. You can still get that at the bookstore and start reading right now. September 22nd passage. It's a little at a time. And you know what? Before long, you're through the Bible. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. It's a, it's a rewarding experience because you learn something, you pick stuff up along the way. Number two, I rely on God's Word. If I want to get rooted in the Word of God, I must rely. Look what he says in verses 1 and 2. This is very interesting to me. If you accept my words, he says in verse 1, he says accept. It's not just listen, but accept them. Turning your ear to wisdom. He's not just... He's saying turning your head... He's, he's giving that impression like, what would you say? Turning your attention to what God has to say. I'm going to... When you turn your head to listen to something someone's saying, you're turning out, turning off everything else, right? So you're by choice, you're relying on what you say, accepting the words, what you say, and then applying your heart to understanding. There's an application, guys. God wants you to apply what you do, you know, what you hear. It's not just that to know something, but he if you want it rooted, it's got to go deep in this in the skull in the head. Into the heart, turn your ear to wisdom. There's that brain. Accept these words in your heart. Believe them. And then into your habits. See, God wants the Word of God to to grow in three places. Your head, your heart, and your habits. Where's where's the Word of God? How deep has it got for you? Is it just in the head? Oh, you'd be great on Jeopardy. Boy, you're great when they have Bible trivia games. Is it in your heart? Do you really believe it? Do people look at you and go, he really believes this stuff? But most of all, do they see it in your habits? Do you see it in your habits? you know how you can know if you're really rooted in the Word of God? You think about it and you catch yourself applying it and letting it adjust your life. Letting it adjust what you're doing. Look what it says here in in James 1. Oh, by the way, but you said that point I've got to make here. My reliance is seen in my response to God's Word. You want to know if you're reliant? It's, it comes from a response. And look what James says. He backs this up. He says, do what God's te- teaching says. When you only listen and do nothing, you're just fooling yourself. He says, yeah, it's designed to be done. It's designed to be relied upon. You know, even Jesus said this. He goes, now that you know these things, you're blessed if... There's that word if, circle it if. You do them. So now that you know them, he goes. Gee, by the way, does God does God love it when you know His word? Oh my, He loves it, but He also wants you to do it. He's so excited that you know it. Oh, He's gone now. He wants you to get excited when you do it. He wants you to he wants you to experience that. Here's a third thing I can do from Proverbs to get the root, the Word of God rooted deep in my heart, and that's. That's when I remember God's Word. Oh, here we go. Well, look what it says. First, before we go anywhere, look what it says. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you. He says you've got to accept these words, but store them up. What does that mean, store them up? It means put them in a place where they can be kept. He's talking about in your heart, in your mind, being able to remember I do that two ways, you know. You and I do this in two ways. Memory is a powerful thing. Would you agree? Some of you here can remember things have been said to you that have hurt you. And you can't. And by the way, when I hear somebody say, well, I'm not very good at memorizing. I go, that's funny because you remember things like, I thought you said six o'clock we were getting together. No, I think I said 6.30. No, I remember we were standing over here by the car at the parking lot and you said, I'll see you at 6 o'clock at Panera's. Wow, you even quoted me accurately. Hey, we're going to memorize some verses. Oh, I can't remember anything. <laughs> Did you know Aaron Rodgers threw for, for six touchdowns and this many yards and the and and Packers won and blah, blah, blah. Wow, that's, that's great. You can remember that. Hey, uh... You, yeah, listen, um, uh, did you pick up the milk on the way home? No, I forgot. I'm just not very good at remembering. No, you're remembering something else. God give you and I the capacity to remember all kinds of things. Our brains move faster than we can talk. You know that? I'm kind of glad. I wish it would work a little faster for me sometimes. But you know, I'm going to tell you, God give us a memory for a reason. And you say, right. so we uh, Guys, think about how blessed we are because we have memories. We talk about hearing bad things, but you know, there's a lot of good things that are said to us and a lot of things that happen to us. We're kind of glad I remember. You know, I'm kind of glad I remember the last time I touched that pot I got burnt so I won't get burnt again. Huh? I, you know, I remember to stop at the stop sign because the last time... And I got a ticket to remind me. Great to have a good, you know, memories. You say, well, I don't have a very good memory. Are you sure? Maybe it's a lazy memory. Maybe it's not that you have a bad. I know some people can't remember. They got short term memory loss and things like that. Is that the problem? Really? Or are we just lazy with our. We remember what we want to. You promised and you broke it. Wow, you sure got a good memory. God promised something, He does. What is it? We don't remember that promise. We remember promises that are broken, not promises that are kept. That's we've conditioned our brain to work this way. And the Bible says to remember, to store it up. And I do that two two ways. You see, God wants to guys, God wants his word to be a part of your thought process. And it happens when I do two things, meditate and memorize. When I meditate, I do it through meditation. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about... No, I'm not talking about that, okay? That's not the meditation I'm talking about. Meditation just simply means to run around your mind and think of it over and over again. And by the way, a lot of people who do meditation... Say that's what you are supposed to do. It's not singing a weird song. It's thinking about a thought or a concept over and over and over again. I love Psalms 119. It says, How I love your teachings. I think about them all day long. David says, I just think about them all day long. makes a big difference in my life. makes a big difference in my day. And look at this. Here's an example of him putting it in his thought process. I love this. I stumbled across this verse. It had the word meditate. And I just didn't think it had that much power in it. But then you look at it. Look at it close. Even princes sit and speak against me. He's saying, i got people that are having a problem with me. I've got worries and relational thoughts. Oh, what's going to happen? I'm getting rejected. I'm getting gossiped about. I'm getting slandered. I'm getting put down. I'm, I'm getting criticized. All this is going in my head. Anybody feel like that before? Yeah. Anybody feeling that way kind of now? You can go elbow if you don't want to put your whole hand up. Yeah, me too. And look what David does. Even these people sit and speak against me. But, there's that butology in the Bible. But, I will meditate on your principles. Because you know what? When I start thinking about that stuff, I'm going to start thinking about God's stuff. When I start thinking about this stuff that's happening to me, or these bad thoughts, these hard thoughts, these tough thoughts, I'll start thinking about God's thoughts, those good thoughts, those great thoughts, those wonderful promises and what happens? They kick those crappy thoughts out of my heads what happens because I'm meditating on it. What do you meditate on? Meditation is the righteous way to worry. It's worry righteously is what you want to know. Worry is meditation that's destructive. Meditation, man, that's thinking constructive. Thinking spiritual and the word of god gets guys how how many times this happen you're about to do something and you think of a verse or you think of something that was said cuz see the second the second way we root that in there is not just through meditation but through memorization and again this that's the second go ahead pat put that second one up there there we go through memorization look at what he look at look at this verse here i'll explain dear friends this is Peter. He says, this is my second letter I'm writing to you. In both letters, I'm trying to refresh your memory. He says, I'm writing these to remind you of something. I want you to remember the words spoken in the past. And look who, he's, who he refers to. The holy prophets. And what the Lord Jesus and Savior commanded you through your apostles. He said there's three different people there. Prophets, Jesus, and these apostles. I noticed something. and I, you know, I, He's saying... I want you to remember some stuff in the old testament and some stuff in the New Testament. How often has this happened to you? You're about to do something bad. You're about to cave into a temptation. You're you're about to say, I you know, I'm about right to quit. And then there's a thought. A verse that says, Don't do that. A verse that encourages you to be strong. If that is happening to you, that's a sign that you're being rooted in the Word of God. You know, Denise and I, it's been a tough year. I know you, you may get tired of hearing this, but sometimes it helps to peer into our lives. You guys might wonder what happens at our house. We weren't having a good week. And we got into a, a pretty big argument. And I, you say, well, you mean how big argument? It was, it was an argument. It wasn't a, 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 a you know, What? Yeah, it was it was an argument. I don't know what else to say it. She's angry, I'm angry, she's upset, she's crying, I'm wanting to cry. It's back and forth, back and forth, and, and all this pressure has come to a head and finally <laughs> the steam pops out. And she's saying some things and I'm saying some things and and then I just quit talking. And she says, What are you thinking? Anybody anybody ever been there? What are you thinking? And I don't want to tell her what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. And find out what pleases God. What I'm thinking is husbands, be considerate to your wives. And I'm thinking how inconsiderate I've been. I'm thinking... Love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I'm th- these are the things I'm thinking. I'm just like this. What are you thinking, Cam? The servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Instead, he must not be resentful. Instead, those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance. He says, you're going to yell at me anyway. What are you thinking? In your anger, don't sin. Even a fool is considered wise if he keeps his mouth shut. I, I just The Holy Spirit saying to me, shut up. <laughs> You'll get further if you just shut up, Tim. Yeah. Thank God, these are the thoughts I have. That's what happens when you. you know, have you ever been in a conversation and a verse just pops in your head? Why does that happen? You've got a root that's in the Word of God, and God's trying to remind you to remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. That I can do all things through Christ. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. These are all the get rid of a gossip and the arguing dies down. All these verses, all these verses, all these thoughts begin to flood your heart. I want to encourage you to get rooted in the Word of God. I don't read it all the time. You'd read it more often then, every day, Tim. Am I going to go to hell if I don't read my Bible every day? I can only state in my opinion, no. But I can tell you, in my judgment of this, you're not going to go deeper without it. You're not going to get very deep. I've been studying my Bible for thirty some years, and let me tell you, I've never grown more. Then when I finally said enough of this sporadic quiet time crap, I've had it up to here. I'm gonna, i to do, I'm gonna study my Bible every day if it kills me. And guess what? It didn't, and it did. It kill, it didn't kill me. I'm here, but it killed the old, it kills that old life, and that's cool. Um. Let's go to the last point. Last point. This is not in the Proverbs 2. And that is, if I want the Word of God to be rooted in me, I need to repeat the Word of God. What do you mean, Tim? I need to talk about it. I need to talk to somebody about it. I need to share what I'm learning with somebody. Why? It just embeds it deeper and deeper. Look at this passage says here. I have written you 30 things. This is in Proverbs. This is uh, Agar. I have written 30 things for you which give knowledge and good advice. I am teaching you true and reliable words so that you can give true answers to anyone who asks. He said, God, what's, what is he saying? Well, understand something, guys. God wants wants His Word rooted in me, but He also wants it repeated by me. He wants me to talk about it. I, when I send a daily text out, I'm so... Blessed with uh, my phone right now, my iPhone. The update is this iPhone update is killed by mass texting. Uh, if you're wondering, oh Tim, quit sending me a text. He must not like me anymore. I I don't know how to do it right now. I'm a mess. But I've, I, it's on the website. It's on our website if you want to get it. But I I'm waiting for this update. You know, anybody having trouble with their iPhones besides me? Oh man, I'm ready to throw my Apple phone away now. And I love Apple. You know, and 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 Tom turned to goes maybe it's time to come over to the Droid. Are you kidding? I just left BlackBerry. Come back to the other side. Yeah, okay. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm working out the bugs and when I do, we'll get it all fixed and we talk to the people at the mass texting and they're saying, we're working on it. You know, I'm going to figure it out. But it, until then, just go to the website and you'll see it there, the daily text. But I, but I, but I just want you to know, guys, that it thrills me when Melissa Nelson will send it. I don't know if anybody else gets a text from Melissa Nelson, but I'll get one. Just one little verse, two thoughts, have a great day. And something, there's something good about sharing the Word of God with people, talking about it in conversation, working it in a conversation with your coworker or with another Christian in a small group or saying, I just read this verse and I like it. And Let me encourage you. Let me encourage you to, to just, just to repeat the Word of God. I learn more from teaching sometimes than I do just sitting around learning. When, I, when you begin to talk about it, you know, teaching it, teaching to our little kids is a great, great environment to learning the Word of God. And, you know, they're very forgiving, praise God. They're not like adults. You said that and I'll never come back. You can say anything you want to your kid, you know, the kids, you know, and they'll go, I'll be back because you, you gave me some candy. You know, I mean. Maybe that's the secret. We should pass our kid, no. you know. But you saying? Uh, and sometimes just teaching, you know, doing, going through a, like a family devotional. I want next week. I want to talk about being rooted in family, and I want to talk about how do we get the roots of our family sunk into Jesus Christ. And can I? And it's going to be an easy, easy lesson. Bring you know, bring a friend to this thing. It'll be good. But. We need to repeat it. We need to talk about it. Talk it up. The Bible says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. He said you teach them as you're teaching and as you're singing. You know you were singing a passage of God's word today. You realize it, don't you? You're singing Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I'm sitting there listening to you all. You know, and I'll tell you what, it encu- you encouraged me this morning. Plans to prosper you, and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I think, yeah. I want to thank you for that. By repeating the Word of God, you encourage me. And I hope you're encouraged when it's repeated to you. Let's make this week about that. Let's get the roots deeper. Let's read it. Let's remember it. Let's rely on it. Guys, let's let's learn to do these things, and and let's learn to repeat it, and watch the roots get staked. I'm praying this week for all of you that there'll be a Bible verse that gets gets in your head. What is it, Bob? What's point number four? What's number four. We skipped number four. Show me number four. I'm sorry. It's a very short point, but I didn't realize it. I feel like I'm on Family Feud. us number four! <laughs> I come back from the marriage retreat all messed up. Okay. Can I tell you, this is a very important one. We did this one year two years ago. We prayed through the Bible. And, and what are talking talking about it, Tim. We should pray. David said, well, look at what Proverbs says. You see it out there. Call out for insight. Cry out for understanding. And let me just say this. I know that it's time to go, but I want to say this before we quit here. How do you call out to God? What does it mean to call out and cry out? Does it mean this? God, help me with this. Or is it, God, you got to help me with this. Now, if some of you went, "Gosh," Just like I got your attention, I think we get God's attention. Last, last week, there was... A family was meeting together and it was a it, it was a very intense. It was going to be an intense meeting. The eldership and some and the other people were asked to pray at to pray about it at five o'clock when I knew the meeting be, was going to begin, I started praying and I was in my truck and I didn't say, God, you know, this is the meeting This is a pivotal meeting. Lord, blah, 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 blah. I'm going, God, what are you going to do? And I'm yelling in the truck. I'm sure people meet him and go, what is wrong with that guy? I'm banging on the dash. I'm running off the road. I'm just. I'm so worked up. I'm going, God, and just like David, who would say, are you just going to stand there and do nothing? Tim, you didn't say that, did you? Yes, I did. I think as soon as we need to cry out to God, call out for and say, Lord, I don't understand this. I'm at my wit's end about this. When are you going to stop this thing from going on? What is the answer to this problem? And I start yelling and screaming because I want to get God's attention. Aren't you afraid you're going to get struck by lightning? I'm afraid God isn't going to hear me. And I want God to answer. And guys, praying through the Bible, I'm not suggesting you all pray loud today. No, here you are at, you know, Applebee's. God,
1: we're yelling at you because we want to get your attention over these heathens.
0: You know, I'm not saying that. (laughs) But I want you to know, folks, I want you to know, just like yelling gets your attention, I believe yelling gets God's attention, too. And, you know, sometimes we're not very passionate with this. And I I want to tell you, we need to be praying with some passion to God. And if we really mean it, I want to tell you, I believe God answered my prayer. And you say, well, Tim, you know, I don't know if you ought to yell at God like that. I don't, how serious would you take somebody if they asked you like this? Hey, Would you, here, would you kind of take care? I could take care. Of, uh, what? What? Would you say? Would you speak up? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, i like take care. Take care of, You know, if you could. Yeah. What? I am telling you guys, we need to be we need to be calling out its says, for insight. Crying out for understanding. And God needs to hear some more shouting. It's okay to shout, praise the Lord. Okay? But it's okay to shout, Lord, help me. He says if we ask Him for wisdom, He'll give it to us. And I want to suggest you pray through the Bible. I had a Coy Stittle challenge me one time. Try praying through the Bible. And I have tr- prayed through the Bible two years ago. Best thing I ever did. Weird at first. Great before it was over. So that's how you get rooted in God's word. Let me just ask, you, are you rooted in the God's Word today? Do you, do you feel like you're really solid in, in the Word of God? Are you reading it? Why are you reading it? Are you remembering it? I'm not very good at memorizing, uh-huh. I'll tell you what, when that blonde gives you her phone number, I bet you don't forget it. I bet you don't have to write it down on a piece of paper. I got your number. Oh yeah. Don't you want to write it down? Got it right there. See, we remember what we want to remember. Do you remember the Word of God? Remember the Bible? Maybe you have to write it down. Maybe you have to put it on Post-its. Put it on a screensaver. I do. Do whatever you can to remember it. It's so encouraging. Can you? Do you repeat it? Do you talk to people about it? Or do you repeat... The news, you know, what Brian Williams is saying, you know, whatever they're saying on CBS or ABC, you know, what about the Word of God? Let's be passionate about this, church. Let's get the Word sink deep, deeper than ever, so when the storms come, you're still standing. Let's pray.